0: Good morning and hello again today. Nursing home crisis: one owner's story of heroic residents and dedicated staff moving out and leaving their own kids at home. Slowly, carefully, step by step to reopening Ireland. Also, the HSE manager pulled out of retirement to run a requisitioned hotel with nearly a thousand rooms. Patients suffer in standoff between consultants and the HSE over private hospital takeover. Faraway Hills might be green. Leon and Hall right back to Eamon Ryan. Boris Johnson misses question time in the commons but he's a dad again it's a boy Soprano star Celine Byrne tells us about her lockdown anthem Evelyn meets chaplains at the Matter Hospital in Dublin schools told about DIY Junior Cert Plan and how restaurants are hoping to manage a return to action email todaysor at rte.ie text us on 51551 and you can also tweet at todaysor As we know, nursing homes around the country are at crisis point due to severe staffing shortages. Valerie Moore is the owner of Oakdale Nursing Home in Port Arlington County. She was on RT's Primetime last night speaking out about the shortages of nurses in particular and how it is putting residents in danger. Valerie is on the line now. Good morning to you, Valerie.
1: Good morning, Sean.
0: I gather you've had a big reaction to uh, your contribution to Primetime.
1: Well... Yesterday afternoon, um, we had phone calls from HICWA and we had phone calls from the HSE. um, uh, Certainly from the HSE, offering sincere um, support. Um, And they have confirmed, as of yesterday, that we will have one nurse um, doing two nights a week from next week, starting next week. Um, But that said, Sean, that's a little drop in the ocean and we need much more than that, while we really appreciate that, and that's great support, and also to acknowledge the really good telephone support and advice that we get from, from Public Health and the consultant-led team in Portleash. They're invaluable support to us, absolutely invaluable, and the PPE is fine. So there's only one little piece in this, is, this jigsaw that needs to be rectified for nursing homes. I know I'm speaking for my own nursing home and my own residence, but I'm sure it's replicated across the country. Um, we desperately need nurses. Um, just to tide us over while our nurses that are positive can come back to work and then hopefully we'll be out of quarantine and we'll be able to manage.
0: Yes, you have to look at the positivity of all of this and and see where the clouds can be lifted and and that's clearly coming across. But um, tell me about how your own nursing home has been hit with the serious uh, drop in staff available to you.
1: Well, we had 77 staff um, before the COVID outbreak and we have lost 29 And that is a huge loss to us. Of the 29, six staff recently tested positive for COVID. Of those, two of them were nurses. And in a nursing home setting, you're really dependent on your nurses to lead out the care. And the loss of two is huge. Um, We have also four other nurses that are cocooning at home for various health reasons with elderly parents, elderly uh, sick husbands and two pregnant nurses. So that's how our our nursing impact was huge with six nurses gone.
0: Yeah, and for how many people, how many residents?
1: We have capacity for 58, Sean. Um, we, we, we dropped our numbers to 49 in an effort to create an isolation unit, which we are using now for our eight positive residents.
0: So you have those eight COVID positive patients. They are yes. in a yes. completely sealed and separate part of your yes. nursing home. Yes. And are the staff who deal with those?
1: Uh, they're completely separate also. That, that in a way is, while we're looking after them really, really well, but we have to staff that separately to the rest of the nursing home and that's led by a nurse and a carer at all times.
0: So how are you fixed, Valerie, say for tonight now? You've got uh, oh, four.
1: um Oh, we're down to um, two nurses tonight. We're okay on carers. Um, we're using carers from um, a local agency that was actually recommended to us by the HSE, which we weren't aware of at the time, but we're recruiting from there, and that is great. Um, so what is happening now is we have our one nurse upstairs with our eight COVID residents and one carer, and then we have one nurse with carers downstairs to manage the rest of our, our residents, which are 41 in total. And that means our building is built like a square, so it's two sides and an upstairs, and that means that the nurse has to cross over over from one side to the other and also between three different sections on our long corridor to administer medication to tend to resident care needs which isn't recommended from a cross infection and contamination point of view. The risk is much higher.
0: What would your normal level of staffing be say where nurses are concerned uh, in, in usual times prior to this?
1: Okay, in usual time prior to this, in the daytime, we'd have three nurses on every day, plus a director of nursing, assistant director of nursing, who are also nurses. So our two, two nurses would run half the show and our clinical nurse manager would take the top end of the long corridor. So the load would be divided equally among the three nurses. So and then our carers, we'd have our 11 healthcare attendants um, also helping out those and then we'd have our activities coordinator and one other person in activities. And that's not to mention the housekeeping, the, the catering and the admin staff as well.
0: Yeah, but uh, as you say, you've lost 29 staff out of 77. That's yes. over one third. Yes. Um, it, it would appear, I mean, that through no fault of your own, there is, is there an increased risk to your residents?
1: That's my fear, Sean. Um, while our our nurses and our carers are all trained in infection control procedures and adhere to all precautions when you're going to take off PPE for one resident to cross right over to the other side to put on PPE again and if you have an emergency situation which you can have as a regular occurrence it's going to be rushed, it's going to be hurried, mistakes are likely to happen it's increasing our risk of making a mistake it's increasing our risk of, of harming our residents, which is what we don't want to do.
0: And, and just what you talked about earlier about this agency providing uh, care, care staff as opposed to nursing staff, yes. how many have you been able to, to acquire or to source there or to recruit?
1: Have, um, we have nine new healthcare care attendants started now. We have had some of those recruited from an appeal I made on our local's Midlands Radio 3, which was absolutely great. And we have four from our local health um, care agency. And they can supply us more if we need them. So that crisis is absolved for us for now.
0: Yeah, but I mean, for instance, we've been receiving emails uh, ourselves about this. Um, um, Nurses, physios and other healthcare workers volunteering to be redeployed to help to ease the shortage. And they say they're not hearing back from the HSE or there's a big delay in hearing back. Is that something you're familiar with?
1: Um, I have to say my husband has a nephew who's an OT and he's been redeployed in Dublin, but he was on um, two days off recently and he came in and came up to our COVID patients and it made a huge difference, which was great. But yesterday myself, I heard from two nurses, one from both our local hospitals. One of them rang me herself personally to say she had volunteered her services to be redeployed to us. Um, but that that hasn't followed through yet. But, but Sean, I'm hopeful there is help coming this morning. Um, the director of nursing is coming over from the HSE or from Port Leash Hospital to us to have a look at our rosters, to have a look at our staffing. So possibly after today, um, we might be in a better position. I, I appreciate that the HSE are now looking at us, and they are trying to help, and hopefully with that, with that look today. We will succeed. And I have to pay tribute to my my staff. They are working to the bone. And I know some of our nurses have left their children at home and moved house so that they can be for Oakdale only and keep the residents safe. You know, people are doing double shifts. People are offering to sleep at night. Um, They're exhausted, Sean. They're exhausted. We need some relief, some little relief.
0: Yes, and as you say, you're getting uh, one uh, extra nurse two nights a week. That's, that's the yeah, start. Yeah, and that
1: will help, Sean. Every little helps.
0: Yes. Um, At
1: the minute, we're, we're running on two, and three, when we actually need four.
0: Right. And, and Nurses now. T- tell me this, which, um, do your residents know about these challenges that you're facing? Are they aware of it all?
1: We try and keep that from them. We try and keep the happy faces, the smiling faces going into them and not tell them because we don't want to stress them anymore or worry them anymore. They are naturally aware. When they're used to having the pattern of their day disrupted because there's delays, because we don't have adequate nurses. They know then that there's something up. And, of course, we'll say, listen, we'll get to you shortly. We're coming. And by and large, they are really good and really understanding. And they, in their way, are the heroes in all of this because they are doing their best to remain resilient. And and they have just the attitude of, okay, this is happening, we'll get through this. An awful lot of them say an awful lot of prayers for us, as the wider community does too, and we're well supported by our wider community. You know, they've been really good giving us donations, sending in goodwill messages, relatives of residents offering to help, really super help locally, I have to say.
0: Yeah, um, but I'd imagine, like, the residents, because they're not having visitors, they're not allowed to have visitors, that must make it tough for them as well.
1: It's very tough for them. It's really is tough for them. And just to say to you, Sean, thankfully our eight positives are doing reasonably well and we expect them to make a recovery, a full recovery. But just to say that the offer of coming in if somebody is very ill, especially approaching end of life, is there. We will facilitate residents to visit, donned in the PPE and unfortunately only staying for the 15 minutes. And the kissing and the hugging and the, and the, and the tender touches are gone because we just can't do that and that is huge
0: and and coming back though as well Valerie to the nurses you spoke a moment or two ago about nurses staying away from their own children uh, sleeping away from them and then coming in and putting on a happy face for the residents I mean that has to be hugely draining for them
1: it's very difficult for them it really is difficult for them but it's more than just uh, a place to mind residents with complex needs It's the resident's home and they're our family too. And we really care about them, Sean. And we don't get everything right always and mistakes can happen. And we acknowledge that. But we do love them like they're our own. And that's why those nurses are doing that.
0: Well, it's quite clear, Valerie, that uh, you feel very deeply about this. You're very concerned and you're working very hard and you're just sparing no effort at all at this
1: time. Sean, to be honest, it, it... I won't be saying any more or doing any more publicly because I've done all I can. I'm hoping that the HSE will respond. And I know we're not the only nursing home in this. And the nursing homes are experiencing the surge and a high incidence of cases. And these people deserve equal treatment to the rest of the population. Just because you're over 65, Sean, doesn't mean you shouldn't get the same.
0: I should certainly hope so. Um, Will your doors be able to stay open? Will you be able to keep the show on the
1: road, I suppose? Oh my God, Sean. Yes, I hope so. I I suppose I feel today there's a glimmer of light. The offer of that nurse coming for two nights next week, it is the last thing I want to do to close my doors. But if we don't get the help and if we can't stand over the safety and care, I will have no option then. But please God, that won't happen. Please God. I've never prayed as much in all my life.
0: Maybe you haven't needed to. Valerie, thank you so much indeed for joining us. That's Valerie Moore there, owner of Oakdale Nursing Home in Port Arlington and County Leash. Valerie, thank you and the very best. Good, good fortune to you and good wishes. Thank you
1: very much, Sean. Thank you.